welcome to Radio Free Menga Episode 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> For those that have no idea what Electric Boogaloo means, that's from a very bad movie called Break Into Electric Boogaloo, so you can look that up on IMDb or whatever you want to do. Anyway, I uh, got complaints in my first one that having background music through the podcast was annoying, so fine. All you get to hear is my voice this time, so there you go. The intro riff that I did was something I composed just for this podcast, just a little bit of noodling. And I'll tell you, the more I play my bullet strat, and that's what I played, uh, the Squire bullet strat, the guitar just seems to sound better every damn day, I swear, because uh, I have not picked up my Fender in weeks uh, or my Epiphone. For that. I've grossly neglected both those guitars. The red one I don't play very often, but, you know, that's for obvious reasons, because it's old, and I'm trying a little bit anyway to preserve it. So that's why I don't play that one that much. But anyway, the... Uh, one second here. I'm using Audacity to record. So this is my first podcast using Audacity, and I was using Cool Edit, an ancient version of Cool Edit Pro, but Audacity can do the job and do it very well, so I'm making my attempts to uh, use that. Anyway, technical crap all aside. Uh, what I'm going to talk about here is some stuff that I might buy in the near future. All the stuff that I'm going to talk about, where I can link it, I will, and if you are viewing this on menga.net, you will see all the links. If you're not viewing it on menga.net, go there. And you'll see, uh, right at the top of the website is Radio Free Menga, and this is episode two, so you can click on the episode two link and see the links there. The uh, first thing, I have been, uh, getting a real hankering, so to speak, for a TC Electronics Ditto pedal. A looper. It is arguably, uh, can't talk today. Arguably the easiest looper pedal ever. And, very small, compact footprint. I like smaller pedals, and I uh, i don't know if it's powered by a 9-volt. I'm assuming it is. I'm hoping it can be powered by a uh, power adapter. I'm sure it can be powered by a power adapter. But I've been watching demo after demo after demo of this pedal, and it is so simple to use. My only knock against the pedal is the price. It's $130 for the damn thing. I'm sure at some point it will go down in price, but honestly, I look at this and I'm like, is this really worth $130? Eh, not really, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's a looper, and loopers are typically expensive, but the technology that's out today, that pedal should be 75 bucks or less. Um, now, I know that the base price for any pedal, even the cheapest pedal, is about $50. Anything that's worth anything, such as a Boss DS1 distortion. But you would think by this point that they would be able to manufacture something like a Ditto, especially with the technology it's, that is in it and the fact that it's so uh, pervasive, the technology. As a street price is 75 and sell it for a street price is $75, but it's not. It's 130 And it's not like the Ditto is, well, it is new, but not really. It's been out for a little while. I don't know exactly how long, but that's basically the only thing holding me back from getting that pedal is the fact it's $130. 
no matter where you go. Like, I'll do this right now as I'm recording this. If I go to Amazon and search for TC Electronics Ditto, let me see what the cheapest price I can get for it is. Yeah, it's 130 <clears throat> even on Amazon. That is the best you can get is 100 and, well, okay, 129.99. Should be a $75 pedal. So that's 129.99. The fact that I can get guitars cheaper than this pedal means that the pedal is too damned expensive. Okay? Okay. Good guitars, mind you. Okay, now aside from that, um, yeah, like I said a moment ago, I've been just grossly neglecting my other guitars and playing the Squire Bullet Strat so much. Uh, the other ones are either sitting in cases or like the Epiphone. I don't even have a case for that, so it's collecting dust quite literally. It's not that I don't like the guitar. I love the P90. I do. I'm just a Strat guy. What can I say? And it's, you know, I like the Squire Bullet Strat so much that it almost, and I want to emphasize that, almost prevents me from buying other guitars. Eventually, yes, I will buy other guitars. But will it play as good as the Squire Bullet does? Here's the funny part, is that even though I own my Fender Strat Modern Player HSS, I'm actually considering getting rid of it. For what? <laughs> Believe it or not, a Squire Bullet Strat HSS. Yeah, I'm not kidding. It's not that the Fender is bad. The Fender is a great player. It just... Uh, it's just something about that bullet. I don't know what it is. Or, alternatively, there have been a couple other guitars I've been looking at. Um, Squire Jazzmaster, Squire Jaguar, Squire Mustang. I probably will give a pass on the Mustang, though, because... Um, I don't know. It's just... With the Jag... and I, I got into some Facebook conversations recently about the Jag and the Jazzmaster... The thing about the Jazzmaster and the Jag is that you can get some really interesting tones out of it, particularly with the Jag. Now, it is totally true the Jag has, and the Jazzmaster, that non-locking floating tremolo, vibrato, excuse me, as Fender calls it, is a bitch to deal with. It can be, because it's not setting it up that's the problem is just keeping your strings in tune it's it's a very weird animal and you can't really bang the strings too hard because the strings get knocked out of the grooves pretty often but uh, like for example if you've ever seen any famous jag players you'll notice they really don't bang their strings too much and there's a reason for that it's because they keep knocking them out of those uh, saddle grooves but even so even so i just look at that guitar and i'm like hmm because if it comes to the choice between a uh, two-single-coil setup, between the Telecaster, which is two single-coils, you get this big-ass overwound single in the bridge position and a mini-single in the neck position. Then you get the Jag, which is, has Jaguar pickups. Then you have the Jazzmaster, which has big single-coils, like a P90-like. Um... Oh, I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, you got yeah P90s, you got Jaguar, you got Jazzmaster pickups, and you got Telecasters. Yeah. Okay, so you got all those. But strictly speaking on the, the Fender side of things and the Squire side of things, it's like I I just think I would be able to get more cool sounds out of a Jag than I would out of a Telecaster. Telecaster has a sound all its own. True enough. 
But what draws me away from it is the slab body. It's I don't like the fact it doesn't have a contour cut or a scarf cut or a belly cut, whatever you want to call it, in the back of the guitar. There are some Telecasters that do have it, but they're few and far between, and there's not enough choice with that. And the fact of the matter is that I think, honestly, I'm a single-coil guy. I The more I... Yeah, I love my humbuckers, too. Don't get me wrong. You know, that's why I got the Strat HSS. And uh, I still own my Schecter, by the way, which has an HH set up. But I just keep going back to single coils over and over again. Yeah, they have 60-cycle hum. Yeah, they're buzzy. Yeah, they're quirky, nasty. But they're the personality that comes out of a single, there's just something about it. It's the sound. It's just the sound. That twangy, clacky, somewhat unpredictable. It just has uh, that sound. It just has that personality to it. And I... That's why more often than not, I just keep going back over and over again to my Squire Bullet because it's got that classic Strat SSS sound. Now, another thing that I've been considering purchasing besides the Ditto, well, the Ditto is out uh, pretty much because of the price. I just can't justify spending $130 for that thing when I know it's... Just, yeah, I, I can't. I just can't justify it. But when I look at the other... The, the Jag, now, I almost can't justify that cost either. Now... For example, if I go to Sweetwater and I look for Squire Jaguar, I'm pretty sure I already know this in advance, but I'll look at it anyway. Oh, okay, not as bad as I thought. Okay, the classic vibe is like $400. This, the Jag is 300. Okay, not too bad, not too bad. Should be 275, and I believe it was up until very recently, but 299, not bad. And the fact it comes in a surf. Green is really freaking sweet. Uh, it comes in three colors, candy apple red, Olympic white, and surf green, which is really awesome. Now, if I look at the Squire Jazzmaster, you know what, actually, while I'm doing this, I'll do it on Fender's website. Color is a big deal to me. It is. It's the primary reason I bought my Squire Bullet Strat originally. I had no idea how that strap played. The fact that it came in... Arctic White, which is a banana yellow color, which is kind of the color that Ingve Malmstein and Richie Blackmore used. I look at that and I said, oh, yeah, I want that. And I got it. Loved it. Still love it. Okay, so looking at the Jag, Squire. Um, vintage modified Jag, which has all the wonky controls of the original. The models. Oh, okay, there's four. Ooh, they got a sunburst. Yeah, a three-color sunburst version of that. Very nice-looking sunburst, by the way. Olympic white, which has a tortoiseshell pickguard. Yeah, tortoiseshell pickguard, Olympic white. Candy apple red with a white pickguard. These all have rosewood fingerboards, by the way. And the surf green. Out of the four, it would be... It would be the choice between the candy apple red and the surf green. I would probably go with the surf green. Just because surf green is an awesome color, it looks great on a Jag. And by the way, that's an, uh, another reason why I would go with a Jag, <clears throat> excuse me, or a Jazzmaster over a Telecaster, is for the fact they all have contour cuts. 
Oh, and there's another reason I specifically would want the Jag also, is because it actually has the shorter scale neck, uh, the 24 inch instead of the 25 and a half. I wrote an article in detail about this recently, but if you didn't read that, the, the major differences between the Jazzmaster and the Jaguar. The Jag has three switches at the bottom, while the Jazzmaster has a three-way toggle. The Jazzmaster is a 25 and a half inch standard scale, like on a Strat or a Telecaster. The Jaguar is a 24 inch scale. It's a full one and a half inches shorter. And uh, that may not sound like a lot, but believe me, it is. And the Jag is a 22 fret. I think they're both 22 fret. The Jag is a 22 fret. And I'm looking up the Jazzmaster one moment. Squire Jazzmaster, that is. The Squire Jazzmaster. Trying to find it. Okay, there we go. Vintage modified Jazzmaster. There we go. That has, I'm looking up the specs page. 25 and 21 fret. Okay, so you actually get 22 frets with Jag, Squire Jag, and 21 fret with the Squire Jazzmaster. Actually, I didn't know that before I started recording this. Hmm. I actually prefer 21 fret over 22. But I appreciate the extra controls on the Jag and the shorter scale. That's interesting. With a shorter scale, you get the extra fret. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have both web pages open at once so I don't have to keep going back and forth between this crap. <laughs> One moment. Okay, Jaguar... Vintage modified Jag. There we go. Okay. Yeah, definitely 22 fret on the Jag and 21 fret on the Jazzmaster. As far as the colors for those are concerned on the Jazz, it is, I think it's exactly this, no, uh, almost exactly the same. With the Jag, as I said a moment ago, you get the choice, color choices of three color sunburst, Olympic white, candy apple red, and surf green. On the Jazzmaster, you get three color sunburst, Olympic white, candy apple red, and here's the change, sonic blue, instead of surf green. The sonic blue, I've seen Squire sonic blue. It's freaking good. Now, there may be a couple of things up front that hold me back from getting this guitar, though. It's not the wood, because they're both made out of basswood. At least I think so. Checking. Yep, they're both made out of basswood. Now, the neck finish. Yeah, deal breaker right here. Oh, that's a pity. The neck finish is a gloss polyurethane. And I have been discovering recently that I do... They, yeah, they both have gloss polyurethane. I don't like gloss-backed necks. My... That's part of the reason, by the way, I don't play my Fender that often. Because my modern player, Strat HSS, because it has the gloss. I just... This, it's not that I can't play it, but the Bullet Strat it's a polyurethane non-gloss, and it's just, it feels a lot more woody. I know it sounds dumb, but it's totally true. That that more woody feeling to the neck really, uh, to my hand, makes it play better. It doesn't look better. I totally admit that. It doesn't have the vintage tint. It's kind of whitish, but it's the feel of the guitar at the end of the day. This is, you know, kind of like... Why I said, eh, you know, maybe I want uh, HSS 
Squire Bulletstrap, but then I think about, do I really want an HSS when I'm really leaning towards being a single-coil guy these days? So, like, yeah, it's tough. I mean, the shapes that I got to choose from from uh, Fender Squire, what do we got here? We got Strat, Telecaster, Jazzmaster, Jaguar, Mustang, Jagmaster, and that's it on the electric side of things anyway. Now, if I take a look at the Mustang, I happened to play a uh, Kurt Cobain model, Japanese build, by the way, but it had the freaking gloss. This is a very uh, well-made guitar, at least when you look at the, the Kurt Cobain Stang. Very, very well-made guitar and expensive, too. Not cheap. Oh, and I made mention of this in my article, too, is that did you know that the Pawn Shop Mustang Special is actually an offset body? Very slight, but it is offset while the regular production edition Mustang is not. Now, if you look at a regular Mustang, you'll notice that it's not offset. The back line, like, if you look at the guitar as a profile view, like if you're staring at the front of it type of thing, you'll notice that the uh, at the back of the body, back curve of the body is symmetrical from top to bottom. But on the Pawn Shop Mustang Special, it's not. It's leaning forward slightly. So... <clears throat> There is a legitimate difference right there. But here's the funny part about Pawn Shop Mustang Specials. At the Tampa Guitar Center that I normally shop, where I normally shop, I've seen several people return them. They just didn't, there was nothing wrong with the guitar. They just didn't like them. They just did not like them. And, uh, the best looking of the lot, the, the Lake Placid Blue. Now, that guitar comes in three colors. Lake Placid Blue, Three Color Sunburst, and Candy Apple Red. And the ones that were in the shop were Lake Placid Blue, arguably the best looking of the three. And they got returned. Players just didn't like them for whatever reason. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a shame because it's a good guitar. So, anyway, if I was looking at the uh, vintage modified Mustang, the, the immediate part that everyone hates about the vintage mod Mustang, it's got plastic tipped tuners, tuner buttons, which feel cheap. It's the rest of the guitar is fine, but the first thing people notice are those white tipped buttons. Now that, that's not to say the entire tuner is plastic; it's not just the button on the top of it. But when you go to tune guitar, now granted, Gibson on their traditional models has plastic for their tulip buttons on their tuners, but Gibson, a lot of Les Paul players, being they're so brainwashed, they think, oh, well, that's you know, that's tradition, so plastic is okay. No, it's not. The Grovers were always better. But anyway, on this uh, Squire Mustang, it's got the plastic on top, and that's I, when I read comments about it, that's the number one complaint. They said, I like the guitar, fine, but those damn plastics, it feels cheap. It does. Now, other than that, the Mustang is a cool guitar. It's got... Um, I've tried Mustangs, like I said, uh, I, I have played Mustangs before, and of course the thing you have to get used to is that instead of a three-way or a five-way toggle, you've got these three-way switches above each pickup, which is in a phase, out of phase, and off. That's what each one does. And uh, guitar is okay, I guess. I don't know, but again, it's the Vintage modified gloss polyurethane neck finish. <laughs> don't like that. I don't like that. And you would not believe how many fenders come delivered with that. Uh, let me repeat that. Squires 
come with a gloss polyurethane neck. The Bullet Strat is one of the very few that does not. Now, the Affinity Series, I'll take a look at that for a moment. Uh, I'm loading it up as I'm talking. Okay, Affinity Series, which has some awesome new colors, by the way. I'm, like I said, I'm big on colors. Just to let you know up front, the headstock logo of the Squire Affinity has been redesigned. Not the, not the headstock itself, just the logo. So it's a proper gold logo with a black outline. Finally, doesn't look so dorky as it used to. Looks much, much better, much more posh. So the new colors, you got Lake Placid Blue, Shell Pink. That's an instant collectible, by the way. You probably will never find these in any guitar store because the, uh, they'll probably think, the owners will think, oh, this will never sell. That being the case, get, if you want to get into easy guitar collecting, get yourself a shell pink Affinity Stratocaster. Believe me. And it's not that crappy pink that's on the Squire Bullet Strat. This is the shell pink, the good one. So anyway, this is that. Uh, like I said, Lake Placid Blue, shell pink, Surf Green, new one, and Burgundy Mist, which is a purpley color. And as I've told bef uh, people before, some have asked me, it's like, well, what's the difference between the Affinity Strat and, say, a Bullet or a Classic Vibe? The main difference is the nut. The nut is a 1.60 uh, inch, while a standard nut width is 1.65. If you plan on modding the guitar, the Affinity is a bad choice because the string spacing is different. If you want a guitar that you can modify easier, you get yourself a Classic Vibe or you get yourself a Squire Bullet Strat because it's got the standard width nut. What was I saying with this? God, I totally lost my train of thought. I should really script these before I do it, but... Oh, well. I forgot what the hell I was going to say with this. Well, anyway, with the Affinity Series Strat, it's, uh, you got your color choices, and they are... I'm looking... Oh, they got maple boarded. Oh, Sorry, I'm looking at I just realized that. Now, Affinity comes in both rosewood fingerboard versions and maple fingerboard versions. None of the maple fingerboard versions come with the cool colors, which I suppose could be easily fixed if you actually bought two of these. Like, I'll give you an example. If you bought a surf green Affinity strap, which has the rosewood board, and then you bought, like, a, a black Affinity strap with the maple board, then just swap the necks. So you have that maple neck on the surf green body. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, you'd have to spend twice the money to do it, which is kind of crappy, but... Huh. How much is an Affinity Strat anyway? I don't even know the price point. Um, Affinity Stratocaster. I'm checking on Sweetwater. The Strat Pack is $199, $200. Well, let me look at solid body. Okay. Ooh. 179. Even the brand new ones are 179. Oh, it's a deal. Nice and cheap. That's more like it. Even the surf green and the shell pink and all the new colors. 179. <sighs> if you can deal with the fact that it's not the easiest guitar the mod in the world, if you want to keep it as is, I'd get this. Well, that and the string spacing is a little skinnier. So if you have big hands, that wouldn't work for you. But if you have medium, small to medium-sized hands, oh, yeah. I might get one of these myself. I don't need it, though. That's the thing. Ah. 
Well, okay. Oh, I remember what I was going to talk about. Yeah, the neck finish on the back. Okay, I, uh, I saved it. Yeah, I can remember what I was going to talk about. Okay, what is the neck finish on the Affinity series? Let's check it out. First of all, it's an Alder body. Do you remember when Alder bodies was a premium option on Fender guitars, and now you can get them on Squires for under 200 bucks? Awesome. Neck finish, polyurethane. Yes, it's not gloss polyurethane. It is not vintage tinted. This means it should feel the same as the maple necks on the Bullet series. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, I might get one of these. I don't need the guitar. I totally don't need I just want it. <laughs> and it's got the three-ply pick guard, which is uh, white, black, white on all the new colors. At least I'm pretty, uh, pretty sure about that. Actually, you know what I'm going to do as I'm recording this? I'm going to check my local guitar center in Tampa to see if they actually have one. I'm sure they do. Uh, Affinity New and uh, okay, where is it? Okay, they got the new HS uh, now. Okay, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll search later. But I do intend on trying one of these out now. Now that I know it has just a polyurethane and not a gloss polyurethane on the back. Of the, that's important. Like, for example, on the Mexican and the American standard, that's a satin finish. It's not gloss. It's a dull gloss. A very smooth feel and a very good feel. That is a huge reason why necks on American and Mexican standards feel so much better than the plasticky feel of the gloss polyurethane. Huge reason right there. So, essentially, all you have to do is seek out Squire models that don't have the gloss. If you want close to the same Fender feel, which would be Squire Bullet Stratton Affinity Series, as I just discovered. Man, that surf green is looking good. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That is nice. Anyway, okay, enough of my babbling. Okay, that's it. So let me just uh, finish this up here. Thank you once again for tuning in. Uh, if you have any comments, please feel free to leave one on my site, www.menga.net, which is also where I blog. You can also email me at rich at or find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash richmenga or on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash Let's mess that up www.twitter.com slash richmenga. There we go. Take it easy.